All right, before I get to my next guest, I want to give another shout-out to our new sponsor, the Macklemore. The Macklemore Mountaintop Community rests atop the highlands of Lookout Mountain, Georgia, overlooking historic Macklemore Cove and Pigeon Mountain. Surrounded on all sides by state and national parks, historic land districts, and private land trusts, the resort features an 18-hole Reese Jones and Bill Bergen championship course, a gated residential community, and a planned clubhouse opening in the fall of 2020, plus planned hotel and conference center. The dramatic 18-hole course is made up of a variety of golf experiences, combining canyon holes, highland holes, cliff edge holes that are well-suited for the beginning golfer as well as the senior player. McLemore also offers a wonderful six-hole short course called the Karen. Designed by Bill Bergen, the Karen provides players with a short warm-up or cool-down before or after a round, or a relaxing way to improve one's game with family and friends. McLemore is located a short driving distance from Atlanta, Nashville, Knoxville, Birmingham, and Huntsville, and just 35 minutes from downtown Chattanooga, voted number one best town in America two years in a row by Outside Magazine. While a private course, McLemore offers stay-and-play packages for guests in club-managed properties, as well as a number of membership opportunities, including social memberships, non-resident memberships, and corporate memberships as well. For more information, please visit McLemore online at themclemore.com or give them a call at 800 329-8154. And folks, this segment of the show is sponsored by our friends over at TaylorMade Golf and their TaylorMade TP5 and TP5X golf balls. Played by Ricky Fowler, John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, and Jason Day. It's the hottest tour ball in golf. You know those names, but thousands of other golfers have already made the switch to TP5 and TP5X. And now they're available in high-visibility yellow, and you guys know how much I love the yellow golf ball. Are you next to make the switch? Check it out at TaylorMadeGolf.com for more information. All right, now back in making his seventh appearance with me here on Next on the Tee is David Abelese. He is the president and CEO of TaylorMade Golf. If you look back at David's career, he joined TaylorMade as their general manager for their Asia-Pacific division, later moved over to be the director of sales for North America. Left TaylorMade for a bit to go over to Titleist and the Akushnik Company to become their vice president of sales and marketing. He came back to TaylorMade as their executive vice president and general manager, took over as CEO in February of 2015. He and they have been knocking that out of the park ever since. And I'm very thrilled he's back with me again tonight here on Next on the T. Good evening, David. Thanks for coming back on the show. Good evening, Chris. Thanks for having me me back. Gosh, I feel so dated that you said it's our seventh time together. And then that lead in with the resume, gosh, you're making me feel a lot older than I am. <laughs> no doubt. I'm sure that, you know, you started out when you were about 15 years old. So you you still got a lot of mileage to go. No, no question. Well, thanks. David, I, I, I want to talk about the, the run that the brand has been on lately. I mean, John Rahm's uh, win on Sunday at the Memorial, which followed the win by Colin Morikawa at the Workday Charity Classic, obviously there at Muirfield Village as well. Joel Stalter, you know, over on the European Tour. You go back a few weeks, the DJs win at the at the Travelers Championship. You go all the way back to May about the great event that you guys put on, the TaylorMade Driving Relief event. Boy, you guys are on a heck of a run. Yeah, Chris, it's been a tremendous resurgence of golf, uh, honestly, at every level, uh, not just the tour. Obviously, the tour is so visible. Uh, it's such a big component of the golf community, and obviously, it's our major sports league. 
and and really obviously the energy starts on tour and then it manifests itself down to players of all skill levels in different areas around the world. It's been amazing. You know, it did start the first live golf event broadcast uh, by NBC Sports, uh, produced by TaylorMade and the PGA Tour, was the TaylorMade Driving Relief event, as you mentioned, at Seminole Golf Club of all places down in, in South Florida. It was really, really special for us to be part of something, not just to raise money for COVID relief and the associated uh, beneficiaries and charities, uh, but it was very, very cool to bring live golf back to a world that really was was hungry to see professional golf at the highest level again. So, so to see Rory and Dustin and Matt and and Ricky play together uh, and really get the season restarted was kind of the the genesis of everything that kind of happened afterwards. And then you know Jay Monahan and his team at the PGA Tour got protocols in place, the COVID nineteen safety testing in place, and they're off and running. And we have uh, we've been on a tear. You know, we had a saying. Uh, sadly, when things started to become more of a, a pandemic than an epidemic, and we started to see some of the Western markets around the world be impaired by COVID-19 and things start to slow down a bit, which has been challenging for everybody, not just golf, uh, we said as an organization, we're going to do some things um, over this period of time that aren't simply about selling world-class golf equipment and golf ball. We're going to do things to help the world the best we can, to contribute the best that we can, and bring live golf back was one of those things. And uh, we wanted to kind of migrate through this pandemic and be a better company because of it. Uh, and here we are in the middle of July. And as you mentioned, between Dustin's win a few weeks ago and our young superstar and Colin Morikawa uh, winning at Muirfield the first week, and then subsequently John Rahm ascending to number one in the world, um, replacing another TaylorMade staffer, Rory McIlroy, as number one player in the world, winning Memorial at Jack's Place. It's just been very, very special. We're humbled by it. As you know, and, and your listeners know, we have a wonderful group of staff professionals, um, including Tiger, that's starting to make his way back now after quite a bit of a layoff, that represent our brand. And we celebrate like I think the world celebrates when they win. So it's been a tremendous run for the last few weeks and really has helped fuel the momentum of our people, the game of golf, and, and everybody involved. David, I don't want to gloss over the the TaylorMade driving relief event that you did, because I want to spend just another moment on it for two reasons. One, you guys gave us a glimpse of Seminole Golf Club, a place that we've heard about but never seen. So we got an opportunity to see the golf course for the very first time. And then I believe you guys raised about $5.5 million with that event. Talk a little bit about both of those things. Yeah, but both are true. So Seminole Golf Club is one of the really great golf facilities, not just in North America, but globally. Uh, it's a very, very, very special facility. Uh, my good friend Bob Ford is the general manager there. And if it weren't for the president of the club, Jimmy Dunn, uh, for giving us access uh, to Seminole, it wouldn't have been held there. And we all aligned initially around the simple notion of how cool would it be to bring four great tour players together and create some content to keep things light during a pretty challenging time uh, as we as we really entered and, and started to migrate through through the, the the coronavirus situation. And so what started as let's get four great tour players together, create some content, push that content, have some fun with it, really developed into a bigger idea, which is how can we take four superstar tour players, local residents, of South Florida so they can drive to the golf course and be safe and exercise the safety protocol, work with the PGA Tour, get a broadcast partner, none better than NBC, to step on in and 
and help produce this. And here we go. So the idea became something a little bit larger. Um, and then we got started. But make no mistake, really, what was in the center of all of the thinking always was how can we contribute back? You know, unfortunately, our manufacturing capabilities don't enable us to make masks or PPE. Um, we try to raise as much money for a lot of different charities as we can. That's the type of company we are. But this was a moment in time. It's been a, obviously an extraordinary and unprecedented uh, past several months. We said, hey, why don't we use the leverage of our brand, uh, the strength of our position in golf, the access to these incredible tour players, the relationship with Bob and Jimmy at Seminole, um, the, the plug-in with NBC and produce something really special. And you're right. In the end, uh, we raised actually just under $6 million, Chris. So $6 million wow. uh, for the CDC Foundation, the American Nurses Foundation, those that are on the front lines fighting this pandemic every day that are the real heroes. So it was very, very special. What was a simple notion and simple concept uh, at its, at its or, or origination originally uh, became something much bigger and actually much more impactful, we believe. David, a moment ago, you, you mentioned the word energy. And when you look at guys like John Rahm and Morikawa and Matt Wolf, three tremendously talented young players, all le all under the age of 25 years old, right? Now with Rahm being the number one player in the world, these guys seem to me like they could energize the sport. I felt for years now that the PGA Tour has sort of put all of its eggs in the Tiger Woods basket. And I don't think they have to do that anymore with these great young players. I think the game of golf is in great hands and i think people will get energized by these young guys kind of wanted to get your thoughts about these three guys and what they can do to energize the sport and also energize younger players to get involved yeah chris it's an interesting dichotomy between uh athletes that are uh later on in their careers and athletes that are at the beginning of their careers and for me and, and certainly what we've seen through the lens of tailor-made and through the game of golf is the best situation is when you have multiple generations of golfers, whether certainly we're talking about the tour right now, that come together and really create a, a different complexion of the tour. So make no mistake, when Tiger Woods tees it up, even to this day at 44 years old and, and the greatest player in my mind of all time, um, the world of golf stops and takes notice. And Tiger does what Tiger does. He plays the game's highest level. Uh, he wins major championships. He's had the greatest comeback. Again, my opinion in the history of sport. And then you compound his energy and how he moves the sport and the game of golf forward with these young superstars that are 25 years and younger that aspire to play at the level that Tiger played at uh, at the prime of his career. And I'd argue he's still in the prime of his career. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Tiger doesn't win several more major championships. He's playing the game of golf differently than he did maybe 10 years ago. Um, but he's still there and he's still creating energy. And then you have this young group of athletes, um, many of them that we acknowledge are tailor-made athletes, but there's other athletes as well. Justin Thomas is one of them. Watching Bryson DeChambeau kind of redefine the way golf is played is interesting in itself. So there are the, there's this wonderful group of young athletes that are hungry to build their careers, to establish their own precedent, their own position in the game of golf. And they're aggressive and they're tenacious and they're competitive. And you know what? They're all great human beings, too. And so if you were to ask me the simple question of how is the game of golf positioned today relative to when Tiger really was the epicenter of everything, I would say the game of golf as a byproduct of having Tiger 
playing the way he does in this comeback and these young athletes coming up is better positioned today than ever. And that's what excites me. And we're starting to see that. We're seeing audiences um, of all generations and all nationalities across ethnicities and genders come and watch the game of golf right now. And, and honestly, Chris, that's what's most exciting. When the game is healthy, when participation is on the rise, when the game at the highest level, the, the best players in the world are playing their very best, which they are, it's just exciting. And, um, and, and we're fortunate to all be experiencing that again right now. David, I want to get your thoughts on something that, that, that stuck out to me and, and uh, I feel like it's sort of a shame on us in the media. But when I, was, when I watched the tournament on Sunday, John's spectacular performance on a very difficult golf course, he comes off the 18th hole after having just won by at that point in time five strokes, and we know about the penalty strokes that got assessed later. But that's what they wanted to talk about. They wanted to let John know that hey, this ball might have moved, and we might have to assess. You know, they might assess you a two-stroke penalty, and and it felt like to me that that was sort of the negative media. I mean, we wanted to suck the joy out of John Rahm's performance and winning by whether it was five strokes or three strokes. To me, that wasn't the story. The story was how beautiful he played. It was the greatness of the chip shot, regardless if the ball moved a dimple or not, which I'm sure he didn't see. And, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, cameras that could zoom in and super slow-mo and anything nobody else would have seen. And it certainly didn't make a difference in the lie he had. But that's what they wanted to talk about. And it, I don't know, your thoughts, are the media, are we focused on the wrong things too often to try to accentuate the negative instead of the positive? Well, I think the obligation of the media at every level is to report facts um, and to create energy and excitement around the content that they're reporting on or announcing. Uh, and and that, that enables all of us to kind of migrate to a better place and appreciate um, the things that we're trying to build together. So in this case, the game of golf, development of golf, and, and certainly the, the entertainment value on the tour. Um, I, I watched, you know, every minute of that broadcast john and i are extremely close as you could probably imagine um i know john and john sold he had no idea the ball moved no idea in fact most of us as golfers put yourself in john's shoes you go through a pre-shot routine half the time you know you're looking at the flagstick you're looking at the hole you're visualizing the shot you're getting into the shot um john was utterly shocked as you know when they asked that because john is the most truthful honest human being i've ever met um, he is as genuine and as authentic as everything you saw in that post-round interview. And I'm so proud of him, not only for winning the event the way he did, but handling his business and handling that interview in a, in a manner that is consistent with his professionalism and his dignity and his authenticity to the game of golf. So do I think the media at times um, tries to polarize situations, both positive and negative? Yes. Um but I guess that's kind of the nature of reporting, right? You're trying to create um, a dialogue. You're trying to create uh, some type of position that will ultimately create a, a larger audience. Do I think that that was appropriate in this case? No, I don't, uh, personally. Um, do I think it was in the best interest of golf? No. Do I think there could have been more time dedicated to celebrating the fact that John won that golf tournament even with the penalty by three shots, without the penalty by five shots? and you know, by John's own admission, played the best golf of his life, um, ascended to world number one with the pressure of a nation, Spain, 
on his shoulders to become the second Spaniard to become world number one behind Seve Ballesteros. I mean, how, how that storyline uh, in John's personal storyline gets overshadowed by something like that, I think is unfortunate because John's story, if you really dig into, you know, how John got into the game of golf, his family values, who inspired him, how he ended up at Arizona State when he turned professional after school, how he's ascended to world number one. To me, that's a heck of a lot more interesting than the potential of a dimple rotation or oscillation on a golf ball that, quite frankly, really wasn't the lead story. So uh, I, I'm disappointed yep. it ended up the way that it yep. did, but I'll tell you what I'm not disappointed in, Chris. I'm not disappointed at all in John Rahm. In fact, I'm unbelievably proud of him, and I think people should celebrate. And I know we all are, because I watched the media the next day, and everybody responded to the greatness of John Rahm ascending to world number one. So, yeah, you know, I think there's adjustments. Modern media, whether it's politics and golf and sports, um, it seems to be a bit out of balance right now. And my hope is that, you know, the great reporters that report the facts as they are, take the high road uh, in, in, in motions and scenarios that they should return back. And I think that would be a better scenario for not just the sport, but for our country and, and for all of us as human beings. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better uh, any way, shape or form. To me, all of the things you just mentioned were the story. That ball oscillating was not. And I'm disappointed that it became it at least for right after the event. But speaking yeah. of that incredible chip shot that John made on 16, um, we all want that wedge now, David. Talk about what he used <laughs> and the and the recent wedge innovations you guys have put together that made that shot possible on top of his talent. Yeah, so that was a 60-degree uh, milled grind two wedge from TaylorMade. Uh, the first uh, mass production commercialized raw face wedge that you can buy at retail right now. So if you if you go into your local golf shop and you look for a milled grind two wedge from TaylorMade, what you'll see is a sticker on the face of the wedge that you peel off. Uh, and then that wedge uh, face is actually raw. It's not chromed. It's not PVD finished. So it gives you additional spin rate. In fact, in wet conditions, it gives you up to three to 500 more RPM of spin. And in dry, normal conditions, it gives you two to 300 more RPM with better control. John fell in love with the wedge. Our entire staff, Tiger plays the wedge. Rory plays the wedge. Dustin plays the wedge. Colin plays the wedge. And then there's a series of of players that are outside of our stable. Jason Day, actually part of TaylorMade, he's a great wedge player, plays the wedge. But um, all of those those athletes, um, amongst many others, play the wedge. It's one of the hotter products in the market right now because it's a real innovation. It's not just about shape, uh, not just about groove symmetry. It's about a face uh, dynamic that is very different than what's been done in golf before. And fortunately, it's become a, a very popular product. John hit, you know, a magical shot with it. And I can promise you this. And and uh, in your audience that will run that over and over again and try to talk about the technology that enabled him to do that. But make no mistake, the technology was great. The talent was equally as good. And David, I have to tell you, I, you know, I thought your first generation of spider putters were the best putters that I've ever used. But the new Spider X putters somehow are even better. Talk about why that is. Yeah. Well, you know, putters are so personal. Um, shape, sizes, inserts feel. Um, but what I like about Spider X is that we were able to do a couple of things with this product. Uh, the first thing, Chris, is get the inertia properties up even higher, which means the stability of the putter um, is even better. So on off-center hits, believe, believe it or not, we all hit off-center putts from time to time. Um, the ball will, will, will stay online and, and the face will not rotate and the head will not oscillate. So 
that's a very good thing from a technical standpoint. The face is more stable. The head is more stable. The other thing we did is create what's called true path alignment on the top. So you can see a white line on John's putter. He plays the chalk version. Rory plays uh, the copper version. Dustin plays the navy blue version. And on the top of that putter, there's a white line, a thick white line that is essentially um, uh, designed in such a way that enables you to align your putter to the golf ball and to the hole or to your sight line. And so the optical engineering of the putter has enabled us to, to create, a, you know, a, a better visual and a better alignment aid uh, to build a better putter. Uh, and then we use a pure roll uh, urethane face insert, which is very soft, great, great roll, and the ball starts rolling off the face. So um, I don't know if you know this, Chris, but Spider has uh, won, more P won more PGA Tour events over the past four years than any other putter brand combined, the Spider model wow. itself. It has been the hottest mallet in golf. It continues to be the hottest mallet in golf, and we're proud of it. It's become a bit iconic, and it's a special product, and we'll continue to to work to make it better uh, every year that we 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 think about bringing the next one to market. So uh, it was really nice to see John putt so well, and and certainly Rory got it rolling this week. had had a difficult time on Sunday. It was a tough golf course out there, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Rory comes back and wins the World Golf Championship in a couple weeks in St. Jude. So. Uh, Spider is in the bag of, of most of our tour players, and they're winning with it. David, just a couple more before I let you go. And you know, with the pandemic, you know, more players that, that I know are choosing to walk and carry their own golf bags. And you guys have a new FlexTech light stand bag that's out there on the market. Talk about what you guys are doing to make golf bags easier to use and lighter to carry. Yeah, I mean, the simple notion of comfort and uh, lightweight and stability, right? So those three variables, if you put them together and start to really engineer a golf bag around those variables, is it comfortable to carry? Is it lightweight? Uh, and um, is it functional? Uh, you know, you got something pretty good. So yeah, we launched a product called uh, Flex Tech Light. It's a wonderful golf bag. It's the bag that we go back to the COVID-19 relief, the TaylorMade Driving Relief event um, that all of our staff players were carrying as they carried their bags, much like we did when we were kids growing up, Chris, right? Um, around right. the golf course. So, yeah, it's a wonderful stand bag product. It's um, got a wonderful design, good look to it, extremely functional, very lightweight. And, you know, one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm most thrilled about right now, uh, and sadly we needed this pandemic to perhaps supercharge golf and drive participation, is we're seeing a tremendous resurgence in golf, and we're seeing a tremendous resurgence of golf in those players that want to carry recreationally. And so, um, that product is, is working very, very well for us, very well for golfers that are either in the game in that carry or coming to the game that want to carry it. It's functional, it's lightweight, uh, well-designed, and uh, I think uh, if your audience hasn't tried it or if you're in the market for a standback, give it a shot. Take a look at it. I think you'll like it a lot. David, before I let you go, give us a, a glimpse into the future. What are some things that we can look forward to the TaylorMade brand coming out with? whether it's uh, the rest of 2020 or maybe something we can anticipate looking ahead to 21. Yeah, well, you may have seen some of the social leaks on some of the P-Series irons that we're launching this fall. And um, my marketing team would uh, would uh, put me in a tough place if I gave you too much detail. But as you're well aware, the P790, which is the first uh, foam-filled forged distance iron in market, uh, has become an iconic product in golf. It's been the number one selling uh, performance distance iron in golf for the better part of the last four years now. Uh, well, it's going to have a brother coming soon uh, that's a little bit more traditional in shape and size. Uh, you may have seen socially that uh, we launched the uh, P7MB, which is Rory's muscle back. He came out of the 
old P730, and now is into the P7MB, and then we'll have a muscle cavity version of that this fall as well. So we've got three beautiful new forgings coming this fall that will round out the, you know, the player's performance product segment of our product line, and they are absolutely sensational. Uh, so excited for, for the world of golf to see and experience those. And then as always, you know, our company is wholly dedicated to technologies that help golfers of all skill levels play better. So as we work into 2021 and beyond, uh, we fully anticipate bringing even better products than what we have today. And as you know, the Sim Metal with an Iron products uh, have taken the world of golf by storm. I'm just so exceptionally proud right now of our R&D teams and product creation teams. Uh, we're bringing products to golfers uh, across a spectrum of skill levels that are helping golfers play better. And that, that gives us a lot of energy and excitement moving forward. So more to come from TaylorMade uh, with better technology and better performance. David, let our listeners know how they can follow up with all those great things and uh, find you guys online and on social media. Yep, anytime, TaylorMadeGolf.com. Uh, you can you can view us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, on our TaylorMadeGolf uh, handle, and uh, love to see the content, not just the products, the content of our athletes, them talking about the products and, and their most recent wins. And wouldn't surprise me if you see a little content from world number one coming out pretty soon. No doubt. David, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come back and be a part of the show for a seventh time. I always enjoy getting to spend time with you. Likewise, Chris. And thank you very much for everything you're doing, and more importantly, doing it the right way. You do a terrific job. Thank you. I appreciate you, David. Take care. Stay safe. All the best to you and your family. We'll catch up soon. Okay. Bye-bye now. That's the great David Abley, CEO of TaylorMade Golf. And folks, the stuff is fantastic. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you sincerely, the Spider Putter, I have the original you know, model of the Spider Putter, and I love the Spider Putter, and it certainly made me a better putter. And uh, when they came out with the Spider X, I, uh, they sent me one of those, and uh, it's even better. I can't believe it's better, but it is. Uh, I enjoy putting with that uh, immensely. It's a, it's, it's a wonderful club, and it's helped me even, even you know, make more and more putts. And, the, and the, the Sim Irons, love the Sim Irons, folks. If you haven't had an opportunity to go swing them at a PGA Tour Superstore near you, please go in there into the bay, grab yourself a, a, a Sim Iron or or try the new, you know, the Sim uh, Woods. Fantastic. With the, with the twist face technology, brings the ball back to center. I'm telling you, you're going to love them. All right, folks, it is time for me to put a bow on this episode of Next on the Team. My sincere thanks go out to Tom Patrick. Ross Greenberg and David Abelese for joining me. Please check out our website, nextonthetea.net, to stay up to date with what our guest schedule looks like. You can stream the show on so many great podcasting sites. Can't thank the folks enough over at podcast.co, and that's .co. They've been a huge help. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audioboom, Player.fm, and really want to welcome the new folks that have picked up the show, radio.com. Thank you for putting us as a part of your platform as well. And folks, the biggest thanks go out to you guys for choosing to listen to this show every week. Really appreciate you and the fact that you continue to make us a part of your golfing content. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends.